This is episode 87 of The Popcast. Welcome to The Popcast, a weekly podcast all about pop culture in three regular segments. We're your hosts, Josh and Maureen Goldman. Welcome back, everybody, to another week. Maureen, horizontal as always on the couch, mm-hmm. and I am sitting on a basement floor. We're back for another week of podcasting. Maureen, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine, honey. Thank you for asking. Weeks, we're in week six right now of our self-isolation, quarantine, social really? distancing. Really? feels like just yesterday. Not. Mm. It does not feel like that. Yeah, it's six weeks. Wow. Almost. Uh, we're in week six. So okay, this, so almost six weeks. Yeah, six on, weeks on Friday, on right? Friday, well, yeah. by the time this episode comes out, it could be Friday. No, it'll come out on Wednesday. Yeah, I guess we're on a new schedule now, coming out on Wednesday. You know, it's just easier to record during the week. Yeah, because the weekends are some of the only time we actually have to like relax. Well, as I said last week, what is a weekend? doesn't feel no, like it. A me. weekend is a thing. A weekend is a day that you don't have to work. All right. All right. I take your word for it. Maureen, not too much in the sneaky snack bag this week. Do you see what I did there? Sneaky snack bag. We have a special episode that Josh has curated, and I'm really pumped about it because I think it's really relevant for the time we're in right now. It's especially and only relevant to the time we're in right now. But we do have two items that I want to cover in the snack bag before we jump in to our premier topic, which is actually going to be also our teaser segment. You'll learn more about that in just a minute. But Maureen, big news. Netflix added 15.8 million subscribers last quarter. Yeah, not surprising. It was double what they had expected in their projections. They are definitely one of the big winners from all of this. I, obviously, we don't mean to make light of the situation, but certainly people are being stuck at home. Everybody's turning to streaming and Netflix. They were primed and ready to go. I would I would be very curious to know, like, how did Netflix compare to like Hulu and Prime and all of the other streaming services? I would imagine all of them, you know, had an uptick. But again, Netflix was already in a position where they wanted people at home. Like that was their whole thing. Isn't Keep that what people Hulu at home is too. Yeah, but Hulu's always been more of, we'll, we'll show you what you missed last night on primetime TV. You know, mm-hmm. they've had all of the network shows the next day. But Netflix has been building to this idea that we'll create content for you and we just want you to stay in. And they're certainly the biggest of all of these major streamers. So they are certainly benefiting in a big financial way. And, you know, the talk of I would of like this- to know what you're going to do to give back Netflix because I'm sure you're listening right now. But seriously, the companies that are benefiting, and this is it's great. That is a great thing for them. You know, a happy coincidence that everything digital is now taking off. And, you know, this just happens to be they can serve our market really well right now. But, you know, coming into a windfall like that when the nation and the world is under such stress, I would love to see them give back a little bit. I'm sure they are. I haven't read specifically about that, but I'm sure they will come up with something. So, yeah, I I think that the benefit they have right now is that they, again, we talked about this before, but they have all this content that's in the can that they're ready to release and that they're planning to release over the next couple of months. And so I guess if those productions or shows were already in post-production, what, you know, with editing and just like the final touches instead of actually producing the content, then they're able to spread that out a little bit and keep giving people something new to watch through at least, I don't know, the middle of summer. And then at at a certain point, you know, everybody's going to start running out of new things to show. I just read recently that CBS, their soap operas have run out of new episodes. So they're going to start airing classic episodes. And, you know, that's something that people looked forward to and watched every single day. Eventually, people are going to run out unless 
you know, everybody's able to go back to work and, and start going back into production on things. And at this point, we really don't know when that will be. Certain states are starting to open up certain things, but, you know, getting large groups of people together to produce something is not likely to happen anytime soon. It shouldn't. Yeah, and until it's safe. The other thing that I read, Maureen, I, I don't know if this is of any interest to you, but I'm curious what you think. This isn't exactly pop culture related, but it sort of is, so I, I thought I'd bring it up. There's a number of, of restaurant chains and restaurants that have started releasing recipes to some of their famous things. So, for example, what's the hotel that gives you cookies? I'm putting you on the spot. I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. There's a, I, This is so terrible. I'm going to look it up. But there's a hotel that gives you cookies. Yeah. And they've released the recipe for their cookies. Hold on. I've got the article here. Also, uh, another example of something is that Ikea has released their meatball recipe. Now, lots of people have said they love their people meatballs. People do say that. And now they've released the, the recipe. Disney released their famous Dole Whip recipe. And then, you know, McDonald's has released their Egg McMuffin recipe. And it's funny because a lot of these things are not really that complicated. Like yeah. the Egg McMuffin is basically like get a, an English muffin and then put in an egg and cheese <laughs> and sausage on it and mm-hmm. make the egg in a circle thing. Um, the one that sounded really good was I guess there's this thing at, at Disney World that is a Toy Story Land's grilled cheese. And it's just like this pretty much just like fancy grilled cheese. It, it's got a cream cheese cheese spread and then it has actual pieces of cheese and then it has like a garlic toast it sounds yeah. pretty good like an actual recipe you might you might look through oh double tree double tree is yes. the one with the chocolate chip cookies they gave you the recipe for that and I, I just was just curious would you be interested in making any of these things i also read that cheesecake factory has released a couple of different things Ooh, what yes i would the I almond like crusted factory. salmon salad oh no I the don't want that. california I want the guacamole salad and then I think they have they released their their uh, crispy Brussels sprout recipe. Hey, maybe we should use that with our Brussels yeah, sprouts. Yeah, but you need bacon. I don't think we have any bacon. But I'm sure you, a whiz in the kitchen, could I just figure like something substituting out. Substituting things all the time. Yeah. Well, so. I, I'm just curious. Would you be interested in like making trying to replicate, or would you just rather wait until you could go back and get the actual thing? Because there's something about all of this that just makes me think it's not going to be as good at home. Until Panera releases their bread recipe. And I can make it taste exactly the same. It's like my favorite food of all time, Panera baguette. Sometimes I feel like they're they're leaving out ingredients, like ones they don't want you to know about <laughs> to make, that make it taste yeah. really good. And instead, they're just giving you like standard recipes. But I don't know. Is, is Ikea giving away their meatball recipe going to keep people from getting the meatballs at Ikea? No, I think they're just trying to like stay relevant and help keep people upbeat. I like it. I think it's a cute idea. I don't think so. For example, like IKEA is not in the meatball business. No. DoubleTree is not in the cookie business, right? If this was like a famous bake shop and they were released, releasing McDonald's their released recipe, the egg McMuffin. That's not a real recipe. That's called a breakfast sandwich. Like, there's no like secret sauce ingredient. Yeah, so they didn't release their Big Mac secret right. sauce because that would be bad. Here's what's in the here's what's in the IKEA meatballs. The meat is pretty straightforward. It's like beef, pork. Onion, garlic, breadcrumbs, egg, five tablespoons of milk. So that seems pretty straightforward. But I guess what makes it special is this cream sauce they put on top of it, which whenever I see it in Ikea, just makes it look like the meatballs have died. Well, aren't they Swedish meatballs? I guess. Well, here's what's in the, here's what's in the, well, I don't know. It doesn't, it just says Ikea meatballs at home. This is what's in the cream sauce. Dash of oil, butter, plain flour, vegetable stock, beef stock, double cream, 
soy sauce, and Dijon mustard. Sounds yummy. Yeah, I think we have most of that stuff here. I don't think we have any mustard, but I think we have everything else. Maybe we'll try this. Maybe we'll try the Ikea meatballs and we'll get back to you. I don't think we have breadcrumbs either, but we could probably make those. All right, we'll try this. And we're going to get back to you on how the Ikea meatballs at home taste. I don't know. Could be interesting. I thought the idea was was cute as well. I was just thinking, um, you know, what is the point? But I guess you're right. Most of them are just trying to stay in the news and, and trying to provide something that will help keep people upbeat. Yeah. All right, Maureen, let's move on to our premier topic this week, and that is we are going to give you suggestions for things that we're doing at home to sort of get through this this time of self-isolation and, and quarantining. Now, again, we are very blessed and lucky that we have a house and we have you know plentiful food. We're not wanting for anything. So certainly we're not trying to make light of people who don't have time to just sit back and try to relax. Everybody, of course, has different problems and, and different needs and different places of anxiety. So I want to say up front, we're not trying to make light of that by saying, hey, you could just watch a TV show and feel better, but we're just going to give you things that are making us happy and things that we're doing that are helping us pass the time when we do have time, and and hopefully some of those will ring true for you as well if, if you're able to do them. So I broke out these things into different lists, and Maureen and I both made a list of a couple things. We didn't share the list with, with each other, so I think it'll be a surprise for each of us, maybe, what each of us has on the list. But basically, we're going to break this down into three categories. Something to do, which is something active, something to consume, which is something passive, and then something that makes you happy. It doesn't have to be something you watch or something that you're reading or whatever. It could be anything that's making you happy during this time. So Maureen, let's start with our something to do category. How many did you have on this this list? I think I had I had four things on this list. I have Yeah, I will say four. Okay. So why don't you give me your first one and then I will give my first one. Okay. My first one is a biggie. Okay. And this is something that I am not always able to do. In fact, in the past like two weeks, I've had a really extra busy time at work. So Josh and I are both working full-time from home, and we have our son at home as well. And you're pregnant. And I'm pregnant. Um, So obviously, no day looks the same. Having a set schedule is really hard. Like, we're going back and forth. Again, we are so lucky to be employed. Um, But on on mornings when I've been able to do this consistently, I feel so much better. So something to do. Basically, like, if I can get up a little bit earlier, or if Josh can be with Caleb you know, while he's watching his cartoons or eating breakfast, I have found a 10 minute yoga YouTube video, pregnant, (laughs) pregnant yoga. Um, I have a little journal where I write down like the three things I'm grateful for that day, the five minute journal, highly recommend and taking a shower. Now this is not like an intense shower where then I like get dressed and do my hair and do makeup. No, it's simply like getting in the shower cleaning your body with soap and water and putting on clothes that are not your pajamas. And when I can find the time to do these three things, they usually take like less than 30 minutes. And I feel so much better. 10 minutes of like pretty pathetic yoga. (laughs) Like it's pretty much just stretching. But like I feel like a million bucks. Like I feel like I've done something. And the combination of like, you know, gratitude journaling and just like, you know, splashing some water on my face it it just makes me feel really good so that's something that I've actually been missing lately just because you know things have gotten a little bit busier but finding some kind of quote-unquote morning routine again doesn't have to be all the time or maybe you freaking do it at night but 
those things have been really good for me, especially like writing down the three things I'm grateful for. All right, Maureen, my first something to do is something simple. And again, I haven't been able to do it a ton, but when I do get to do it, I really find it enjoyable. But it is, it's actually combined with another one. So I'll just give both right now. But one of them is be outside. Just be outside in the fresh air. That is so funny that you said that because I always feel like I'm pulling teeth when I'm trying to get you to go outside. No, it's it's not pulling teeth for me to go outside. I just don't like, I like to be able to do it when I want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes we're trying to get our son to go out and he likes to drag his feet sometimes literally to get outside. But I, I do when I'm outside, I like getting like fresh air. It just makes me feel mm-hmm. better. But one of the things I like doing when I'm outside, so this is my second thing, is I like going for a bike ride. And I don't mean an intense bike ride, but just being able to go somewhere and just like cruise on your bike and just feel like you're getting going somewhere and exercising, but also just sort of being outside. And so it's very easy to separate yourself from other people when you're on a bike because you can only be so close anyway. I just really find it enjoyable and I don't, you know, we're relatively new to our neighborhood. So I'm still sort of just finding new roads and new neighborhood, you know, cul-de-sacs to ride down. And I just like observing when I'm on my bike, like what people are doing outside, you know, what other people are are wearing and what they're, you know, what they appear to be doing. And I don't know, I just find it really enjoyable. So going on a bike ride, if you have a bike, I would recommend it. Maureen, what's your next something to do? All right. My second something to do was an afternoon walk outside. So I am not bike riding these days, but I really love walking outside. Again, this is not like brisk walking. I'm not doing this to get a workout. I just like to be outside and like, again, be looking at the gardens of people and like, you know, oh, that house is pretty or ooh, look what they did with that. I will say the other day, Maureen said, I wish I could ride on your little child seat that yeah, we have for our three-year-old. Nice. It's it's one of those ones that just attaches to the back of the bike. Maureen said, I just wish I could ride on that. I think that I also like walking outside alone. I very much like our family walks, but that is not as like zen to me as like when I'm walking alone and I can just kind of observe my thoughts. I do not walk with music or podcasts. I don't like having that in my ears. I just kind of like being alone with my thoughts for a little while. And sometimes I use it as a time of prayer and just reflection. And again, yeah, I agree with Josh. It's nice to be outside. All right. My next one is something we did recently. We've only done it once, but I had a great time doing it. We got invited to a virtual game night which was really fun. And so the the service that our friends use is something called jackbox.tv. And it's just a set of online games that, that you use. You use your phone to sort of connect with everybody, but you can also be on a Zoom call so you can actually see the people you're playing with. And they're sort of, they're not like traditional games. They're not, it's not like Monopoly or, you know, Scrabble or something like that. They're but virtual they're, games. Yeah, they're virtual games. So there is one where you, you know, do trivia and there is one where you sort of, you know, like try to complete a phrase and and see if people like your answer the best and people vote. And I just found it really, I I actually really wasn't sure what to expect. You know, I like being in the same place when we play games and this was actually way more fun than I thought. So if you're able to organize a virtual game night with your friends, super fun. I'll link the, the service that we use. I think it's, it costs like $20 per pack of games and I think you get six games in there and they're easily playable over and over. So for example, the trivia game doesn't always have the same trivia every time. So you're going to get new trivia questions. I just had a lot of fun and I thought it was, it was an enjoyable night. I, we spent almost two and a half hours playing a couple different games and it, you know, it was, it, it was really it, fun to see everybody. Yeah, It just felt a little bit like 
it felt like you were connecting in a natural way, even though it was an unnatural way to do it. And I would highly recommend it. Maureen, what's your next something to do? My next something to do is something around your house, your apartment, your condo, your basement, where you live, wherever you find yourself, either decorating or organizing. And I do not mean like buying a bunch of things or going to the container store. I mean like looking around your space and using what you already have to like make it feel happier for you. So since we've been home, I have gone through a bunch of the stuff in my dresser and just removed the things that don't fit right now. I did not give them away because no one would take them right now. I did not do anything. I just put them in a box and moved them to our basement. And I just have felt every day when I open my dresser drawer like it's Christmas. Like I'm not wading through things that I don't want or that don't make me happy. Um, So like maybe going through your closet or going through something like that. Or if you have a room that like you don't love the way it's set up, try rearranging the furniture. You don't have to get anything new. You just move stuff in a different way. So I don't know. That's been kind of fun. We just rearranged our office slash guest room. And I think at first Josh was annoyed that I was like, oh, we should move this around. But now he's really into it. Yeah. Aren't you, honey? Would you believe that you <laughs> would you believe this was actually my last one on this one? Was sort of I mean, I phrase it a little differently, but it was basically like hang pictures or organized stuff. I've I've also found that really enjoyable. You're you're not often in the same space for such a long time, and just being able to sort of go through the things and decide what you truly need and and what you can use and what you can use more effectively has been really a, a blessing. I can't believe you put that on there, honey. I'm well, so proud. And it was a last minute ad. Hmm. Did you have anything else for something to do before we move on to something to consume? I did. Okay, so so this is the last one. This is my last one for something to do, and. That's kind of active, but also kind of passive. So it'll be a good transition. But I put on here meditation naps. Hmm. And what I want to say about this is I've been using a program that I highly recommend and have loved um, called Circle and Bloom, which is a meditation app about pregnancy and either trying to get pregnant or, you know, all the different ways that that might happen for you if you have infertility or natural. Is that the one that randomly plays sometimes? Sometimes when I open my phone. Yes. (laughs) But it's... um. And now they have one for being pregnant. I find that this is one of the only things that calms down my anxiety. If I have, if I'm feeling stressed or worried or whatever it may be about the pandemic or work or our family or all of life's normal things, but they, you know, they're like 15 minute meditations and they, in, they, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but they basically signal your brain to induce the relaxation response. And I just think it's very soothing to like lie down for 15 minutes and let something else like help you get back on a positive train of thinking. And they have all kinds of free non-pregnancy related meditations like this as well. Um, You can definitely check out the, I mean, YouTube just has bunches of them, but I also like the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion. They have a, um, a website, which we could put in the show notes and they have some free um, self-compassion meditations. I just think it's nice and you don't have to do it forever and you can just let someone else talk and relax you for a little bit. So check that out. I find it very mentally soothing. Okay. So that means we are going to move on to our something to consume category. And this is something that's meant to be more passive. So I guess this could also include books, although that is technically a more active form of relaxation. I will also say that, uh, you know, shamefully Maureen and I are not the biggest readers. I would love to be, but 
we also have young children. Yeah, I know. There are plenty of people with young children who read. I just think it's not something we prioritize a lot. How? How do you do it? I don't know. I will say (laughs) that if you're interested in book recommendations, I would would direct you to the vernacular podcast zach and sally their podcast they are big readers they have way more children than we do they have way more children than <laughs> listen we listen to their show for tips on reading yes but i know that they both read a lot so i just think they prioritize it over other things which is great great for them um so i don't think we're gonna have any book recommendations i don't want to speak for you is that right oh well i just read a really cute one if you're looking for something no no, no i'm not asking you to i'm just on your list that you made did you i didn't put it on my list okay, but so... it's called the accidental matchmaker check it out that sounds just right up your alley. It is so silly and fun. Okay, so again, for book recommendations, reach out to Zach and Sally at on the Vernacular podcast. They are, uh, you know, we're a part of the, that network, and they do a great job sometimes of recommending good books to read. And I'm sure if you reached out to them, they'd have plenty to recommend, both both, uh, you know, uh, nonfiction and fiction as well. Okay, so something to consume. I have five things on here. How many do you have on your list? I think I have three. Okay, so I'll start because I have more here. First, I'm going to give two. Uh, drama TV shows that I've really been into lately and your mileage may vary on these things but I've found them very enjoyable and and one of those things that helps take me out of sort of like our current situation the first is Better Call Saul which is a prequel to Breaking Bad now what I'll say about the show up front is that you don't have to have seen Breaking Bad to watch Better Call Saul in fact I have a good friend of mine who only watches Better Call Saul and he thinks it's just as enjoyable as I do I think it's one of the best dramas on television now I think it's one of the best dramas I've ever watched it's very engaging it's about uh, lawyers and sort of like how they operate and it's sort of like the shadier side of of law and it's just really well written well acted highly recommend it it's in season five now i think that one just wrapped and but you can watch all the previous seasons on netflix so check it out my second one is one i just started watching recently and now i'm totally hooked it's called ozark Maureen and I originally watched the pilot for this. I think I watched like one or two episodes. I think we only watched one because when I went back, I hadn't seen the second one. We watched the initial episode, I don't know, maybe a year and a year and a half ago. And there was just something about it that felt it's very dark. And I just was not into it at the time. But I had a number of people recommend it to me again recently. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. And it's really addictive. It's really well done. It's well acted. It might not be as deep you know, on certain levels as something like Breaking Bad, which I find to be one of like the most thought provoking shows, even though it's also dark, but it is very good. And, you know, Jason Bateman is the star of the show. And if you're only familiar with him through like comedic work, he's a very good dramatic actor. He still does his sort of like dry comedic delivery at times in the show, but I don't know. He's very, very good. And the show is just very entertaining. And so I'd highly recommend it. Also on Netflix, they just released season three. I am partway through season two right now. So I have a number of episodes left to go. Maureen, give me your first something to consume for our listeners. Um, Really quick note on Ozark before I jump into mine. I was just recently FaceTiming with two of my best friends, Allison and Michelle. And Allison has finished Ozark and basically was like, it's just a lot of death. Like, yeah, so it, it's just very be warned dark. that is like there is that in it. Um, But she made it all the way to the end and i think michelle may start watching it now what i'll say about the show those two shows is that it's sort of like the reason that i like them is because oftentimes in dramas characters are presented as either all good or all bad and these both better call saul and ozark have characters that are very 
gray. You know, they do some things that you're you're root for and some things that are like despicable. And I think that that's closer to real life. Closer to real life. It's certainly not hopefully not on the scale most people are experiencing, like the the levels of like depravity and levels of like goodness. I hope people are experiencing good levels of goodness, but I just think that it's interesting to watch that kind of a character portrayal much more interesting all right maureen so my first thing on something to consume is the opposite of josh's i have found myself loving throwbacks that are always happy so i have been re-watching full house the original not fuller house full house 1987 everyone always gets a like moral of the story and a hug from danny tanner and also step by step which is Maybe even worse than when I watched it when it was on in the 90s. But both have been like very comforting to me in a way. Um, and there's like 20 minutes long. So like you can watch one very quickly um, and it's just a little pick me up. So that was mine. Okay. My my second one or, or second two, I guess, because they sort of go together are, are comedic things. So one is a show that's currently on right now. It's called Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think I've mentioned it before, but it stars Andy Samberg, was created by Michael Schur and Dan Gore. Michael Schur created Parks and Rec. He was also wrote on The Office. It's that same style of humor. It's it's just silly and funny. And it's one of those shows that you don't have to pay attention to super closely to, to find enjoyment. In fact, I was thinking back recently and I was like, I can't even remember certain plot points from the show. I just remember finding it enjoyable. And it's one that I've stuck with as it's gone on throughout the seasons. The other one is more like topically relevant right now, but I find it really enjoyable in terms of how the information is presented. But there's a guy on HBO. His name is John Oliver. He does a show called Last Week Tonight. And Recently, he's been talking only about coronavirus and sort of people's different responses to it. And all of his episodes, which are now pretty short, are going up on YouTube. So I'll link them in the show notes and you could check it out. He is a little bit crass in the way that he talks about things sometimes. So beware if you're watching around kids. But he's just really funny. And even though he doesn't have an audience right now and he's doing this at home, he has a very professional setup, which thumbs up from me. And his content is just very smart. Like clearly his writers have been doing a lot of research and they're just funny people. So I would recommend that too. If you're looking for good information on the coronavirus pandemic, but also presented in an enjoyable way, if that makes any sense. Maureen, what's your next something to consume? My next something to consume is I like to listen to the rosary. Um, I'm not, I'm... (laughs) I don't know that I could say the whole rosary by myself, but I have an app and they say it for you in like a call and response way. And I find it very soothing. And I used to listen to it every morning on my commute to work. And obviously I'm not doing that now. So I don't listen to it quite as much. But if I'm feeling anxious or especially when I'm sanitizing food, as in like from a grocery delivery, I really love to put it on in the background and it is a moment of Zen. So I would encourage you to find whatever your equivalent may be if you're not Catholic Um, of something that just kind of you can put on and is like soothing and reminds you that there's something greater out there. All right. My last thing is a podcast that I enjoy that's that's really fun. If you've never listened to it, it's called How I Built This. This is something that Maureen told me about. With Guy Raz. Yeah, a while back. This is an NPR podcast, but this guy, his name is Guy, Guy Raz. He interviews founders of companies and tells you, you know, they they talk about how the companies were started and, and all the, you know, the 
pitfalls they ran into and all the the troubles and all the successes they've had. And I just find it really interesting to sort of learn about some of these famous companies that that you may have used or or you know utilize their business in some way. One I recently listened to was about Sweet Green, which was a which is a salad you know, restaurant, a uh, fast casual restaurant that was actually started in Georgetown, DC, which is, you know, pretty close to where we live. And I just thought it was really interesting to learn about how these guys, three guys who were at Georgetown started this salad company that I really like. And there was an episode on Five Guys, which is another restaurant that I really like that they had an episode uh, in in the archives. There's tons that you can listen to. And if you're interested at all in it about, you know, entrepreneurial exploits, I would highly recommend this. All right, Maureen. My last one is blogs. And specifically, I have followed four blogs for years, like many years, maybe like almost 10 years for some of them. That is bananas. Wow. But I have maintained every like once in a while, I'll check in on them and check out the latest posts. And for some reason, it's like a very familiar, like friendly, like I, I don't know these women, but checking in on their stories and they're still producing content makes me feel warm and fuzzy, right? Like it's like, okay, this is how they're surviving. It's just nice to kind of have that consistency. So if you want to check them out, my four favorite blogs are Something Pretty, North Carolina Charm, PB Fingers, as in peanut butter fingers, and M for Marvelous. And which was your teaser recently, which was my teaser recently. That's my all time favorite blog. And it's just nice. It's like checking in with virtual friends that are actually virtual friends. Like you, you never knew them. <laughs> All right. So that is our something to consume. Hopefully something of those things makes you uh, interested or you want to check them out. Last thing before we wrap up the podcast for this week are just things that are making us happy. And I have three things on the list. These are not meant to be in-depth things. They're just little things that are making us happy. And the reason that I put some of these on the list is because I think in this time, you know, a lot of times we're very strict about what we eat or, you know, what we watch or or whatever. And I think now is not the time to be hard on yourself about any of those things. Obviously, everybody will have a different reaction to this time. But, you know, if you want to indulge in something that you normally don't indulge in, like ice cream or cookies, or if that makes you happy and it helps you get through this time, you know, whatever your feelings on it might be, I would say go for it. As long as it's not detrimental to, you know, your everything in moderation, everything in moderation, of course. So my, I had three things on the list. I'll give you two of them. I'll just give you all three. Actually. First is something that I don't often have on a normal day-to-day basis, but that is peanut butter sandwiches. I just love peanut butter sandwiches. It really does, you guys. And it's, you know, normally when I go to work, I try to take leftovers or something that's a little healthier, like a salad or something when I'm when I'm actually at my office. But at home, it's just easy and nice and comforting to make a peanut butter sandwich. So I have that pretty much every day for lunch. And it's great. We were blessed enough to get sandwich bread in our, in our delivery. We didn't peanut butter in this recent We did order. not, but we still have some left. Yeah. So that's good. My second thing is something else that I don't try not to indulge in too much when we're not in a pandemic and stuck at home, but I just really love cereal. It's like one of my favorite things (laughs) ever. And specifically- I feel like you you got on this kick when I was pregnant last time. I think that's probably true. But cereal is so easy. And I know that one of our listeners and one of my good friends, Lauren, also loves cereal. She, I think her favorite is honeycombs. We got five boxes in our recent grocery delivery. We did. It's just different. something different cereals. Different yes. cereals. My favorite is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's been my favorite for a long time. And it's just comforting to have a bowl of cereal every so often. And by every so often, I mean maybe every day or twice a day sometimes. 
So it's just something that I wouldn't normally indulge in on on the level that I am now. But it's helping me get through this, and and I find it very comforting. My last thing that I put something that makes me happy is I was doing some work today, and our our little son, who's three and a half or almost three and a half, he was you know, Maureen was doing something and I was doing something and he needed to just be on his own. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But today he was just so good about sitting in his room and reading through his books and playing with his toys. And when I was finished my work, I was going to go say hi to him and say, see how he was doing. But I just stepped around the corner and I I was watching him for maybe like five minutes, just read to his little toys. And he was like, you know, he'd get to the end of the book and he's like, did you guys like it? Okay, let's find a new one. And then he would respond as them. So do you want to read a new book? Okay. Okay. And it's just something that reminded me that, you know, there are ways that you can find joy in these difficult times, even if it's a small thing, like watching your child play with their toys on their own. So that, those are the three things that are making me happy. Maureen, what are your things that are making you happy? I think, Well, I'll tell you in a second, but I just want to respond to, I think since we became parents, watching our son do anything, even when he was like a baby, that is one of the things that like brings me in the moment and out of worrying about the future or thinking about the past or overanalyzing. That is something that brings me into them more than anything else. Like, I think that's great. I know we're all home with our little ones right now, if you have children, and I know that it can be both a blessing and frustrating. But yeah, if you can take even 10 seconds to just like look at them every once in a while and yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay, my things, things that are making me happy. Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which (laughs) we really never buy because if we buy ice cream, I'm like, okay, well, what's the most economical way to buy Ben and Jerry's is expensive, but it is very good. It's so good. Um, We got a new flavor today. Yeah, fish Fish food, food, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Also, whipped cream. And I don't mean in a can. I mean like heavy whipping cream that you whip and add sugar and vanilla to. And it is so decadent. It's great on fruit. It's great on your Ben and Jerry's. It's great on everything. It's great just by itself. It's just great. So that is another indulgence that our whole family has been enjoying. Something else that makes me happy is sleeping until our son wakes up and like not setting an alarm on the days that I can do that where he like waking up to his little noises of like singing or screaming, mommy, I'm awake, whatever it may be. It's just, I love waking up that way. It brings me a lot of joy. I will say often he doesn't scream. It's more like, mommy, I'm awake or daddy, I'm awake. Yeah. Not screaming. I wouldn't say screaming so much. And the last thing is putting on nice hand cream before I go to bed. And I bought this little like, travel container of like lush I think it's like nighttime cream when I was I was in New York in January on a a best friend's baby moon I miss that city praying for everyone who's there um anyway I bought this little thing of cream and I like hadn't used it it was like I was saving it for something and now I've started putting on some healthy dosage every night because my hands are so dry and I just fall asleep to this like very subtle relaxing scent and I love it. So if there's like a small indulgence, lighting a candle or um you know, using a nice moisturizer, something that just makes you feel like you're taking care of you, I would recommend that. All right, well, we hope you enjoyed this and hope you got something out of it. We'd love to know what you're doing to get through, you know, this time, whether it's a uh, something 
to do, something to consume, or something that's making you happy, please share that with us, and we'd love to share it on the podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Maureen will not be joining us because I'll be joined by two special guests to talk about the Netflix phenomenon Tiger King, which Maureen... Which I refused to watch. Maureen was not interested in watching, but I think it'll be an interesting discussion, not just for the the craziness of it, but just sort of diving into, you know, what it tells us about our culture in the United States. So we'll be back next week with an episode on that. If you haven't watched Tiger King, be sure to check it out so you can follow along with our discussion. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you then. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash poppedcast. We would love to hear from you. You can also reach us by emailing thepoppedcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting in our basement with a brand new episode. Talk to you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Follow-up question, 10-minute yoga plus 5-minute journaling is 15 minutes, total of 30 minutes, which means your shower and get dressed takes 15 minutes. What could you possibly do in the shower for 15 minutes? No, it's also like I roll out my yoga mat and then I like roll up my yoga mat. Roll out your yoga mat 10 seconds. Sometimes I just, (laughs) I move a lot slower than you. I'm just teasing you.